the comic book pit. Okay. Some amazing Sorgatron Media Studios in lovely Beachview, Pennsylvania. Uh, to my right, this time, I've got <laughs> Scott the Duke Headland. What's up? To my left, blending in nicely to the purple couch. <laughs> Can't flush. Brandon Link Cop Millward. Hello. And this is our uh, Zark general conversation episode where we just talk about uh, things in and around the world of comics and comics culture. and So we had a few topics floating around in our, our pre-show conversation this afternoon. Um, so the, I, I think the first one I'm going to throw out there, and I probably know the least about this, and, and there maybe because there's the least amount of information out there, but... Um, so, once again, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's even fair to say because I haven't really been following uh, a lot of the X titles, but Marvel is once again shutting the doors on the uh, the X line and rebooting it with its new uh, its its new creator, uh, Jonathan Hickman. Whoa. Yep. So, um, and there's gonna. I, I, it sounds like there's gonna be two two main books initially house of x and power of x okay that they are calling like hox and pox so wow. hox and pox which, <laughs> all right okay um uh, so i don't know i don't know what to think about this anymore i i well, i miss well except that uh, i miss the x-men i i used to, that was like my go-to book I started reading comics with Uncanny X-Men 207. I still remember the, the issue number and the cover of the book and everything. And I was a big X reader um, up through, like, into the 300s. And then I just kind of dropped off. Yeah. Um, and I think I read, I, I loved uh, Uncanny X-Force. That was the Rick Remender book. But other than that, I've really... Oh, and, and and X Factor has been pretty was pretty good. The uh, Peter David yeah. X Factor, but I I miss like I miss the X Men. <laughs> you know, I, I miss yeah, good yeah. X Men. Well, you, you miss know? the you miss the family. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like the X Men were in the, especially in the eighties. They were the family. Right. Like yeah. The other teams were hero teams. They were a family of mm-hmm. heroes. Yeah, and so. like the whole like not only the family but the whole. Um, the the school setting, mm-hmm. um, you know, Professor X. I mean, there there were just a lot of constants, and you know, uh, surrounding the whole X, mm-hmm. you know, mythos. And what it just feel like they just they they've guess, blown it up and p- tried to put it back together so many times that it's like. Well, I guess that's my big question: is 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 this going to be a complete reboot or us? Uh, start over point like what they haven't really said yet i think i just know i I know that this age of x things going on which is like some sort of multi elseworlds reality warping house of m mumbo jumbo kind of feel um i don't know what caused it or how it's going on (laughs) i'm reading like one book and it's it's this weird beatnik book called (laughs) age of x where it's got it's got Dazzler. It's like a beatnik in it. Oh, okay. Like, okay, yeah. cool. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna check this out. Why not? Dazzler's in already. Yeah, basically. Um, we're we're like her and Apocalypse are like fighting for free love and like all this other weird oh, stuff. Oh man. And I think everybody's oh, yeah. a mutant or something or like no. There's some like weird okay. thing where like 
they they wiped out religion and love and like all this other stuff because that led to war and hate and like oh. the, the persecution of mutants or something. Okay. It, it was interesting enough, but I was like, I, I have no clue what's happening beyond <laughs> that. But I think it, I think that's leading up into this. Yeah. At least that would make sense to me. I guess what's so they're gonna probably you know snap back to some semblance of yeah. a reality. Well, the, and that'll be the new status quo. I think that the the best era no. or best right. decades of the X Men was when they were the the mutant outcasts and 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 the whole mutant lifestyle or the mutant whatever was you know such a um, an allegory for anyone yeah. who feels like an outcast. And mm-hmm. I feel like in this day and age that like they really could capitalize on all the disenfranchised groups of people that are getting like effed over mm-hmm. left and right in this country. And I mean, it, it's like they're, they, they could be relevant again mm-hmm. with, you know, under the right, mm-hmm. you know, under the right guidance. Yeah. I, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to say, I don't think that's Jonathan Hickman. I don't think so either. I, no. I don't. I don't think he's yeah. he's he's not a character driven no, writer. Yeah, yeah, and even as a creator, this is gonna be me beating my like social justice drum here. But he's he's just a white dude writing about that, and it's like, mm-hmm. why not get somebody from that disenfranchised group to write the X Men mm-hmm. when they have a better perspective on that shit? Yeah, <laughs> like, not that you know they can't you know a regular you know white privilege blah 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 I can't do that Chris Claremont wrote the X-Men for for decades and he made us believe that the X-Men were what they were yeah you know these uh, they they lived on the fringe and they and they looked out for each other and Mm -hmm. they looked out for the people that are for other mutants and and um yeah and and for a long time I mean like I said I mean we believed it yeah but um yeah Jonathan Hickman is not He's he's a good writer. He's a good like. I feel like he's a good idea. Yeah. Writer, you know, he's a good mm-hmm. idea guy. Um, I I I, I don't like I said I, I I don't think he's good at actually like cultivating characters. No, I can't think of a single time that I've read a Hickman book. Me like, wow, you really compelled me with like the yeah. character, a yeah. single character. It's always the concept. For yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's well, always he he uh, he has that expansive story uh, method. Like yeah. he. He started mm-hmm. what with the Fantastic Four, and then he uh, turned it into the Avengers. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then the Avengers became you know the Secret War, the Secret, Secret War, War and, yep. And then it became the Multiverse Secret War, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like. Which I still say that wasn't a Secret War if the whole multiverse is involved. <laughs> like if it's all on one planet and everybody's in it, it's not a secret. Yeah, I th- I, <laughs> I, th- I think they just wanted to dust off the title yeah. "Secret War." They did, you know, yeah. because yeah. yeah, there was nothing secret about but, it. Yeah. But he grew that, you know, over how many years, and I mm-hmm. I I just see him doing the same thing again with X Men. Which I mean, uh, so. that makes sense as like an architect to the X Men. That yeah. there's always, well, I, you know, there's two main X books, but there's always like too many X books usually yeah. mm-hmm. where you're like this is a lot to keep track of. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I feel as if he would be the dude to keep track of that. Yeah. But maybe not necessarily He wouldn't write, write them it. all. Yeah. Just be like, oh, this is the general idea. You should write this. You should do right. that. And then, you know. Right. I wish they would just... I could see that. Yeah, but it's like, just start... But it, and you know they're not going to, but it's like, just start with one book. <laughs> yeah. Just build one book and then, like, give it... I mean, don't do anything with at least, like... You know, don't try to branch off for at least a year or a year and a half. Like, mm-hmm. actually build something before you, spl- you know, splinter into something else. You know, yeah. But I just see, I just see like a room full of Beyonders all laughing at that. Though they're just like, no, <laughs> we need more number ones. Yeah, yeah. and they are beyond the, the Beyonders. Whenever that's my rule of thumb too is whenever the Beyonders come in, that's editorial. Yeah, that's my. Mm-hmm. That's in my head. I'm immediately out, and I'm like, it's like Bugs Bunny, you know, shouting at the penciler. Yeah, you know, <laughs> at that point. So, um, yeah, it's like, like I said, I, I, I don't want him to fail, but like I said, I mean, I, I don't think he's he's just not the right person to do this. And, no. And the and the X Men d- desperately need a return to greatness. Yeah. Because just for so long they've just been. 
Like, it, it's too convoluted. Yeah, and and I don't know why it's such a complicated. I just um, think that because they keep all that, they keep all that continuity. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why it's it's just. Yeah, it kept getting, and even some of that's Claremont's fault. Like he did some weird things. Yeah, and, yeah. And nobody's ever been like, yeah, no, we don't need ten different Jean Greys. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what? And, and they just keep it. And that's then they, yeah. It's like a you know this Jenga tower. That's the other thing. I'm tired of everything being revolving around Jean Grey, Cyclops, and Emma Frost, and, and Apocalypse, apo- and like Wolverine. It's yeah. like. Like the 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 X Men used to be such a a, a great cast of characters, mm-hmm. and now it's just like if if it doesn't or and 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 uh, Kitty Pride like Kitty Pride yeah. is like for some reason I mean not that she's not a great character but it's like they made her the center point for a long time yeah of a lot of books and 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 I've said this before I think it's a, I think it's a, just a mm-hmm. shame that they've taken away her costume they've taken away her name mm-hmm. like bring her back as shadow cat yeah like yeah. Le- like bring the fun back to the x-men like like they they were superheroes but they weren't traditional superheroes yeah. you know like they were still you know like when when people needed help they looked for the fantastic four and the avengers but if the x-men showed up you know they'd be like oh we're cool yeah yeah you know i, I feel as if it's like every other year there'd be you know one really good x-men book i mean like oh that's super cool like um i think jason aaron's wolverine and the x-men was like a a good mm. fun goofy school book where mm-hmm. it was like oh it's their 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 teachers they're kind of going on like away missions and doing whatever and it's yeah. wacky hijinks kind of thing with wolverine trying to run the school because xavier was dead or missing and or whatever at the time mm-hmm. um and that seemed cool but then i know after I even like the Bendis stuff, but then after Bendis left, it sort of became, I don't actually know what it became. It kind of got more convoluted again. Yeah. And, and, and that wasn't, I, I do remember reading and enjoying the first, maybe two dozen issues of that. I forget what it was called, but it was, it was the, the title where he brought back the original X-Men. He yeah, brought the original the X-Men. All, yep. All new X-Men. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, but then after a while, even that became, well, yeah, because they never went back. <laughs> yeah. They, and, like, what happened to those? I think they characters? finally wrapped that up. I, I don't know what ha- I haven't. I haven't read it yet. Um, I might have it laying around somewhere, but... But uh, did they... I think they all got put back where they were supposed to be at some point. Okay. Um, hmm. Or they murdered them all. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> but I know, I know that they're not around anymore. They definitely... I think, I think it was called... Um, Oh, it was called Extinction because oh. it was, you know, ominous. Yeah, but so. not Extinction Agenda, which was a different <laughs> Yes, book. yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. We can only use words with the with the letter X in them yeah. to describe things. <laughs> um, but that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't Bendis. That was um, Lemire, maybe? It was, oh, yeah, maybe, who, yeah. It was whoever was writing X-Men at the time. Mm. See, I, I bailed, Colin I bailed on, the, on the Bendis era because it never felt like there was actually any story. Like he, that's fair. Yeah, that it was always like they were just hanging out, have, you know, like uh, we're going on a shopping trip. Yeah, you know, and then we come back and then we argue about something. And it's like, what? What's this about? It? You know, like I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I was just I mean, like, I, I don't know what it's about. Yeah, anymore. their ultimate goal was like, how do we get home? And they were like, well, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like wacky thing. Yeah. Would, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing, you know, and and Bendis wasn't the answer either. No. Yeah, I don't think Bendis has ever had a good handle on the X Men, even right back when I think wasn't. Wasn't he one of the writers on Ultimate X Men, mm. or am I thinking of someone else? No, Ulti- yeah. I thought he. Yeah. I thought he, he never had t- a hand he in it. He never touched okay. Ultimate yeah. X Men. Okay, a lot of good talent touched that book, but that book was never a good book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you could throw. I mean, they threw. Um, oh, they, yeah. So many people tried to write that book and they it, couldn't. It was. Uh, oh, I'm blanking now. Uh, the Runaways writer. Oh. Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn wrote some of it. Yeah. I think Nick Spencer wrote some of it. Oh, wow. Um, oh, uh, Robert, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman wrote th- some of it. I think that's it. who I was thinking oh, of. Oh, wow. Like, like um, big names like yeah. wrote that book. And Fraction might have written some. Like, it was just a, a every big name that went on to do great things mm-hmm. tried to do something with an X-Men book. <laughs> yeah. Or that X-Men book. and Just couldn't do not, it. Yeah. yeah, it all flopped. Yeah. And you would think, well, like, 
an Ultimate X Men book should be like, oh, uh, this should be like licensed to print money. Yeah. You know, just yeah. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with the X Men. Have fun, and then they mm-hmm. couldn't sell issues of it. Well, I'll yeah. be the I'll be the I feel like the the unpopular opinion would be that I think Hickman is going to do a good job. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm just going to say because I I do think he's a good architect as far as like setting up like a you know a a grand story arc yeah. i don't want to use the word grand design because that, <laughs> i don't want to well, encroach on ed you well, know? maybe maybe, but, maybe if he were co-writing it with somebody well that's I what would, i mean i, is I would I, agree with you yeah i think the like you like you like uh, link said i think that he's going to be you know um the conductor yeah mm-hmm. you know and then he's going to appoint other people to write the the uh, the projects but mm-hmm. i think he's good at when if they're rebooting the entire mutant line that's a lot of books yeah you know, and if they're going to have, I, I can't think of somebody else though that would be, you know, well, available well, <laughs> that would do that. Well, you know, well, would be and, able to do that. So, and from what I read, it sounds like they're. It's not like they're, every mutant book is going to get like a reboot. It sounds like they're, they are kind of starting off small. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to build back up. Like, like I said, they're they're starting with the House of X and Power of X. I th- think they're. They're limited series, and then they're gonna, I guess, have like a main X Men book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know again if he's gonna just, like you said, be the the overall. I'm glad I creator, and then is Hickman uh, East of West? Yes. Is yeah. It? Okay, so that's a book I wish would end. <laughs> you know, because we spoke about is this. it still going? I yeah. think it's still going, but now we, now it's guaranteed that it will never end. If he's going on to X Men, he's never going to work on that he's book. Gonna... Like because I yeah. I liked East of West, and it was another one of those where they build out these really cool things, but then you get the sense that like this isn't going to go, like it, it's not going to resolve. Yeah. it's just mm-hmm. going to continue on and on and on, and and um and now I have like I quit buying it like probably two years ago but yeah. it still comes out sporadically i i wouldn't even say there's been 12 issues in two years now wow. so i don't know well, i mean I maybe like on issue 40 something are they i, I mean think i might be off but yeah it was like a big number okay where i was like oh what well that's that's positive but yeah but yeah still... i'm like what yeah but yeah that was actually when it, it started like like seven or eight years ago or yeah, something. yeah. Still, he was still doing marvel secret wars when yeah he when i like a little bit before right. it started it, so. Well, I remember when when we went to New York Comic Con, um, I went up to his table. I think I might have gotten the first trade from his table, and we went to NYCC in 2013. Yeah. And I'm not saying like only the first trade was out. I think maybe the, but the the book was probably only into the teens. Yeah. And that was you know. I think that's six. You know, I think I think he takes like three or four months breaks in between like yeah. every trade or something. Okay, it seems like yeah, if it, it seems, seems like forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's. But I think if he, you know, at least with, at Marvel, he has editors and he has people that are like, well, yeah, he we has, have to, you know, right, and, and writer meetings, to. yeah, writer meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. are gonna reel him in. I, I know that I know at the the X Men Summit meeting that a lot of the the current X Men writers were very excited okay. about whatever he's doing. Right, so cool. I, I took that as a good sign. Okay. Not that they're going to go on Twitter and be like, "Well, this <laughs> yeah. is going to suck." <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they seem pretty excited. If they're just like, he has a lot of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I assumed if it wasn't anything, it would have just kept quiet. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I guess to be fair, you know, I guess we should be cautiously optimistic i mean yeah, like, like that's so, that sounds it's not like yeah. we want we were actively rooting against jonathan Hickman, yeah. but you know we just with his track record and for what the the line needs to happen you know it's just gonna be a lot of work mm-hmm. and like i so said hopefully he's hopefully he's up to the task yeah <laughs> so <laughs> we're rooting for you hickman <laughs> <laughs> um so, uh, what else were we going to talk about? Um, uh, you had someone oh, had something. Well, we were going to maybe talk about Three Rivers a little bit, but we didn't want to oh, yeah. get like deep into it. Yeah, like, just not a, a deep deep dive. Right. Yeah. So last but, weekend was uh, uh, Three Rivers Comic Con. It was uh, over Mother's Day weekend, and um, I had a uh, 
significant <laughs> part yeah. of it. I was I was one of the uh, one of the organizers, uh, but it's it's you know sponsored by uh, New Dimension Comics, which is the the, the company I work for, um, and you know they put this on. This is the fourth year, and um, it was in a new location this year, and that was huge. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, literally and figuratively. I mean, it yeah. really. I think it really changed the tone yeah. of the show because the the last um, location was the old Century Three Mall, which was in uh, serious disrepair and yeah. and uh, physically and um, you know its its uh, reputation <laughs> yeah. was in disrepair. I mean, for many years, it's just you know just been a, a joke of a location and. Um, you know they were uh the, the the building itself was finally shut down i think condemned is probably the better word for it yeah <laughs> put out of its misery yes <laughs> if it was a if it was a horse we would have shot it like five <laughs> times already um but no i it was uh, in fact i was telling link on the way here we were talking about the show a little bit and um you know everyone that i talked to was uh, they were excited about the new location and um it was a, like I said. It was just like a, a whole, the the just the tone of f- of the show. Just like it was just like a whole new show. I feel like if there was two, two major improvements in which hour and and there's a follow up to one of them, but two major improvements that really helped this year was the location for sure. Um, they, you know, it was that it's an old Macy's building, um, but man, they had you know air conditioning, mm-hmm. you know, a, a clean facility. It was close to food, you know, like if you wanted to walk out and grab pizza at Permanis, you know, like it was, everything was right there. Right. There was tons of parking, you know, like all of it was like great, you know, like the location. Um, The other thing that I I thought was um, definitely helped its success was switching the weekends. Okay. Even though it was on Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people had had issue with. it they year after year they were running up against all the other um comic cons you know the summer or the spring comic cons and Mm. especially motor city i think was the one that that's always the big one when you're trying to get a good guest list and they've already been loyal to another show for so many years like you're trying to pull them Mm -hmm. and they're like no i know i'm going to do well in motor city i don't want to try something else well now they all the all these creators had the opportunity to try another show because they weren't you know doubled up right so um i think that helped like the guest list was way better the guest list i didn't get to go but it looked awesome Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that definitely helped and i know that you had already said uh to answer to the mother's day um thing that next year's show is going to be at the end of may yeah uh because next year is uh um may 2020 has five weekends in it okay and so right now tentatively the show is scheduled for the last weekend of may i think okay. it's the 30th and 31st which then frees it up in both respects so mm-hmm. you know that kind of, like that's i like that about a show too when um when they you know when they recognize the problems and they deal with them mm-hmm. you know like that's huge so i think this year has been uh three rivers con has been excellent yeah, and, so. and and next year is year five, so we're yeah. we're definitely excited for. That's what I was thinking, I'm like already for, for that. <laughs> I know it's it's hard to believe it's been five years. Um, I keep coming back as different things for the show, like every year, like I <laughs> like a disguise. Yeah, I do. I feel like yeah, like I'm in disguise or whatever. But um, I had the opportunity to uh, uh, represent two groovy toys at their booth which i thought was pretty cool so Mm -hmm. i actually was set up as a vendor this year which um you know i've i've set up at toy shows and stuff like that but like this is a comic con and i'm like this is my these are these are the people i know for you know like Mm -hmm. i usually am set up with my artwork and prints and stuff whatever and you know and now i'm like i'm over here and in the vendor land you know yeah. but and, and and you had a corner you had a corner booth yeah too. we were rocking it yeah you had the, yeah, the two tables um beside uh caliber yeah we beside caliber comics yeah i was like whoa like we're yeah like we had i felt like we were on main street mm-hmm. right there you had a really good location we i did. think you were kind of like and di- we had, diagonal from i think was it action lab 
Action Lab. You were like, like and Scott McDaniel, uh, Black Black Box. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were both right in front of us. So like, I f- I was like, we're in a really good spot. Yeah. Like I was really happy with that. Um, and you know, um, Bob from Too Groovy was, he was actually able to come down and actually check it out. So, yeah, I saw him on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And he was very excited about about everything and he was happy our booth looked good i was like all right cool so um that was that was that was pretty cool um link you want to hear something funny yeah so there's uh you know there's probably uh what do you say conservatively maybe a, a dozen there maybe there were like a dozen uh comic dealers there yeah a pretty good number conservative yeah it may be more yeah but at least plenty. i would say there are at least yeah. a dozen uh which i think was a pretty good number for us for this year yeah um all these comic uh, vendors and uh, uh, the um, Mark Nathan from Baltimore Comic Con oh, was yeah. there, right? Yeah. Um, all these great dealers. Who do I buy comics from? <laughs> Scott. That's yeah. great. Yeah, see how we feed off of each other. Like, yeah. Dan, Dan, the guy Dan, I see all the time. Dan recommends <laughs> comics for me to buy on an episode. And I give him my money. <laughs> and, then he, and then he buys comics back from me. Yeah. yeah. So That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I had I. I, well, I, I th- how did you make out? I had the best deal in town. I feel because, so I had I have all these comics that I had been yeah. wanting to move for years, and um, so I put them all out, and I I did a, a dollar sale, mm-hmm. but then I also did like if you buy ten, it's only five dollars. Oh, so like, okay. and then everybody's like, well, I gotta buy ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So, and and there were actually a couple people though that are like, I bought seven, it's fine. You know, and they're like, give me seven dollars. I'm like, all right, whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, wait, I, I bought ten and you charged me twenty. <laughs> wait a minute. I know you bought more than ten. Yeah. I hooked you up. He did. He hooked me. He gave me a deal. Yeah. So um but yeah, we were clean we were cleaning mm-hmm. out cleaning out boxes. Like I, I brought nine long boxes and I left with five. It's awesome. Five boxes. So mm-hmm. and I don't and I and that's why I almost you know, I don't know the other vendors. Well, I had a vendor come over to me, and he was like, "He's like, this is good stuff. What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "If you ever want to sell your stuff, let me know." He's like, "I'll buy it from you, and I'll give you more money." And yeah. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Hold on now." I was like, "But this is like for me, this is almost like a, a phase one, because I have a lot of books that I do want yeah. to actually get rid of. So this is just stuff that I knew I could part with easily yeah. without even looking too much." Um, you know, just thin it, thin it down. But now the hard part comes where I have all these, I have all these short boxes that I, that I need to go through and actually, um, you know, price appropriately and do like Mm -hmm. the right kind of thing. They're going to be like um, talking about you for the next time. Like, look out for that guy. Yeah. Crazy deals. Yeah. He's going to run us out of business. He's undercutting everybody. (laughs) Undercutters comics. We can't make money out out here. Undercutter comics. Yeah. No, those guys, the funny thing, they don't care because the vendors walk over and they're like, holy cow. And they start just piling up books. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then they walk over to their table and And start like, yeah, they repricing it. And they're repricing it. And I'm like, I don't care though, because you're still making the money you want to make. Right. The trans, the translation, and I'm saying this for anybody out there, but if you're going to take your books to a comic book store, they're not going to offer you that much. Yeah. But if you, if you set up at a show on a weekend and do a low deal like that well, that's what, yeah, you're that's still what, making way more than you would get offered at a comic exactly. shop exactly that's what we used so, for a long time that's what yeah. you and I used to do when, right when uh, when Steel City Con was still more of a a little bit more of a toy and comic show yeah. and less of a celebrity show like it is now yeah we we went out there we used to make our money back our table money back like yeah. the first day mm-hmm. and that the rest was, the rest of the weekend was all gravy that's actually when I discovered that little uh, the 10 for 5 deal man it gets people digging like they'll they'll, oh, yeah. they'll look at everything mm-hmm. then i also had a box full of uh graphic novels for and i just said five dollars a graphic novel and i also had some novels too that i was like oh a buck a piece mm-hmm. and like people were eating it up so so weirdly now that wait i'm thinking about this okay so it was like i think the last time that uh like you and i shared a table at steel at a steel city con and that's how i we met um elizabeth yeah basher and she Chip. kept, she, yeah. Well, yeah. I well, I didn't meet Chip at the time. That's right. But Chip was there with a with a transformer. He was selling transformers, yeah. and and um, 
but th- that's how we met Elizabeth, and we became yeah. friends. Like she gave us her, her business card, and yeah. we kept in touch. Cause she kept coming over and buying a lot of stuff from me. Right. And um, she's how I got in to New Dimension Comics. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's it's funny because all these things run together. Like so, you know, two, the whole reason I got the two groovy booth, you know, to represent. Um, was because Two Groovy was having their toy show the same Saturday. Yeah. So uh, John and Bob worked it out, and they're basically like, well, look, you guys get a table, we'll get a table, you know, and they swapped. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll do some cross-advertising, you know, it'll be awesome, we'll push both shows up. And it, I think for the most part it worked. Um, you know, but everybody was happy on that deal. But then Chip uh, from New Dimension was actually representing the three rivers con over at the two groovy toy show right so they that was the trade-off and yeah like mirror worlds you know yeah but chip is still you know it's just yeah it's just funny how it's 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 like this whole our whole community is very very small it is when when you figure out when you start like kind of like doing like a family tree type of thing it is oh my god and i think (laughs) like i don't mind wearing different hats honestly Mm -hmm. like i think it's fun you know i'm just waiting for you to open your own store man Ah, oh, the dream. <laughs> yeah. The dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk to Todd. Let's see. What can, yeah. hey, Todd. No. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, yep. The yeah. Uh, NDC undercutter special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he has 50 cent sales. Yeah. Yeah. And he kills. So mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he has a few more books than I do. Just you know? a few. Yeah, Todd. I mean, psh, you know couple more long boxes yeah just a few. um but yeah it was also great seeing a lot of people um shout out shout outs to barry link yep and uh paul from mcsauce yep yeah yeah paul. yeah i, I, I uh, hung out with mcginty yeah paul I, I saw paul a lot this weekend that was a lot of fun hanging yeah. out with him yeah um our uh our compatriot uh sean atkins was there yeah sean with, uh, Seth Franzoli. Oh I've yeah. seen Franz in a in an age <laughs> in and, a Coons age. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I forget. Um, man, just it was so pretty many people. Awesome. DJ Kaufman was there. Yeah. Shane Ronzio, um, Gary Morgan, yeah, Don Simpson, Ron Friends, um, Hack, but, yeah, Robert, Ro- Hack. Robert Hack. That was great. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was like a hit list. It really was. There was tons of. Tons of people, mm-hmm. uh, of varying shapes and sizes and, ta- <laughs> and talents. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah. It was just I, I think everyone had a, had a good time that weekend. Um, like no, no big, uh, big problems or nothing. Like I was again, I was telling Link like nothing that would have wouldn't have happened at any other show. Yeah, like it was all just normal con stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, you I'd know, also I, say there was a good cosplay scene there. Yeah, like, yeah, we had a lot of cosplay. Yeah. Um, it seems like that has found its place in the shows. Mm-hmm. You know, like remember on in the early days of cosplayers, like well, they're just getting in the way and everybody. Yeah, they were just t- annoying. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. everybody's in the in the aisles. And we're trying to sell. You know, like we're trying to sell our stuff, well, and they're just standing there. People would stop cosplayers and take pictures it's of actually them. Actually, the photographer's fault. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not really their fault. But now you know? cosplayers have the, like. Now they have their own tables. They have their, their own tables. There's like there was a photographer set up at, at Jeff Zoet had his yeah yeah Jeff yeah. Zoet had his own corner where he had a boot like a where cosplayers could just get their picture taken. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think he was charging. I, I think don't he think was, so either. I, I think, think he just, just uh, I, I think it was understood that he would maybe use these photos for yeah. promotional purposes yeah. or yeah. just to put online or whatever. Right. But um, yeah. So it's like now they're like you said cosplayers have for, a place to go for him too it's to find maybe find new talent yeah um he actually if you may know this but he actually did the danger girl covers a few years ago oh, okay which was how i even discovered who he was I, mm-hmm. I did not know that yeah yeah um colin told me because i was just buying it i'm like these are these are these covers are awesome he's like yeah he's a he shops here at pittsburgh comics and i'm like what <laughs> he's like i'm like wait yeah <laughs> pittsburgh guy doing you know, yeah. Danger Girl image comics, you know, covers. I'm like, what? And yeah, it's legit. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's very talented as far as like Photoshop and all that too. Yeah. So. No, his 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 work's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good times. Yeah. Good weekend. So yeah, so now we're just gonna get to work planning year five, hopefully. 
yeah bigger and better things and hopefully we're back in the same location yeah we'll see yeah (laughs) the future anything could happen yeah anything could happen (laughs) i have i have all the faith in you guys too for (laughs) it so yeah i'm excited for next year i'm yeah we'll make a point to being there assuming it's assuming it's still you know out where i can get to yeah (laughs) better better show us on the bus line yeah (laughs) well next year we need to have a uh a CBP table. Yeah. 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 There you go. So that's the only thing that was missing. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We need a, we, we need and a, a presence. And our podcast panel was, uh, was missed too. I think maybe. Yeah. I didn't get to, um, that was the one thing I, I, I wish I had had a little bit more time. I was running all over the place, yeah. but, um, I, I didn't really have a firm handle on, uh, how the panels went. I, yeah. I guess they went okay. And, um, it seemed like there were some pretty good, you know, the, 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 the topics we had, you know, we're trying to switch everything up a little bit from year to year. So it's not the same old, yeah. you know, thing, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe next year we'll revisit the, yeah, for sure. You know, podcasting panel and yeah. So, um, what else we got to talk about? You had a question for us, I think. Oh yeah. 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 Speaking of podcasting. Or yeah. <laughs> speaking of good, reviews. Good segue. Ah, yep. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So yeah, this this question uh, came to me. Um, so, and, and, you know, what is it like for you guys now? To and, and like maybe it's a little different for you because you have been. Well, no, well, you yeah. you were do you were podcasting He's got some years. Yeah, you yeah. were podcasting before <laughs> even. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about. It. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I misspoke. <laughs> so as as podcasters, as people that you know critically look at comics and other medium but specifically i guess in this case comics what's it like to read comics for you now as a like can you separate being a critic versus being a fan or have like has this show has has podcasting ruined (laughs) reading comics for you i i i personally don't think a lot has changed i know that i will hate read something <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah. we have a show to talk about it on um i think otherwise there'd be a lot more books i would just be like yeah no i'm dropping this but like heroes in crisis or stuff like that's a good example where i'd be like well it's good discussion material it's good discussion material mm-hmm. it's important to the greater whole of you know whatever might be going yeah. on um but if you know i'm not liking it i i could just peace out if i wasn't on a show oh, yeah <laughs> it's like, sure. well, mm, yeah. Um, I went through an era, like, I'm, I can't say that I'm doing this currently, but I went through uh, a couple of years where if it was a number one, I was buying it because I was like, we could talk about this. That too. <laughs> There's that Right? Too. And it yeah. catches you and you're like, oh no, I'm buying all this stuff and I don't even, I don't even like this book and why am I buying <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm just buying them just to bring them on to talk about them. And so I try to be a little more discerning about that. Until um, Dan tells you about any number one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Until Dan says to buy it, and then yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, not so much I'm, anymore. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of the same way as as far as like the you know, but I, th- I think my motivation is a little different. It's for me, um, because I, I think for a while, like we, in the earlier days of the show, it felt like like week after week we were, or you know we. We kind of got into a rut, like talking about the same books over yeah. and over, and, right? And I think we recognize that, and we—I feel like we both made attempts to try and read. I think like that's to branch why. out and read different things, yeah. and so yeah, so there's there's that. Like you think, oh, you say, oh, new number one, I'll I'll grab it, but sometimes I will, you know, just you know, just grab anything and just read it and see, like, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same in, in the same way. Link, I, like I'll, I'll I'll read something expecting to not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, like yep. last episode when I was talking about Savage Avengers, number one, um, or um, even uh, even uh, War of the Realms. I, yeah. I I wouldn't say I expected to not like it, but I think my opinion of events is so low these days. That's totally fair. That yeah. I, I expect, I just thought it was going to yeah. be like just garbage. And now I'm, I'm like, it's, I'm amazed when a, when a comic brings me joy. 
it actually it makes me feel good and it's yeah and to add to war the war of the realms it like having read uh didn't he, he started avengers over again with the um through the ages kind of the avengers from yeah the one million one million bc, BC yeah yeah and, and that era and then um he touched on some something else in the war of the realms oh the thor you know with uh jane as thor yeah and mm-hmm. the way he's picking up those uh, story threads and putting it into War of the Realms, I'm like, this is great. Like I, uh, because I dropped out of reading uh, that Avengers book, mm-hmm. you know, and then and I read the, um, you know, the ending for 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 Thor for yeah. Jane. Yep. And um, now to see it come back and like kind of, you know, like I get to revisit it. And I don't have to know that, but I but it's an added bonus that he's putting it in there. Yeah. So it's like this is cool, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, like, um, so like that. That's a good for instance. So I wouldn't have picked that book up if you hadn't mentioned it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I now that I am, I'm like, oh, this is nice. So like that's the podcast helping. Yeah. Uh, you know, get the word out, even if it's between us. Well, what about yeah. like reading so. stuff that you even like podcast or no? stuff that you would normally read but now but since you are you know have been podcasting for 10 years can you can you read anything and still and still like can you read it as a fan and as a critic or can you only read it so what i do usually is i read what i read my pile of books sometimes it is based on like i know we have a show coming up what books uh, might have some sort of conversational merit. Mm-hmm. So then I'll read those first. And then, um, but then they'll sit in a pile and then I'll go through that pile again and say, well, what do I have? I actually have something to say about it. If I don't have anything to say about it, I just don't bring it. Yeah. So then it, it kind of whittles itself down, but I don't read them with the intention of like, I'm going to, uh, you know, do a, a review of this book. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it's not like an assignment. It is more like, so it's still trying to enjoy it as a fan, but now I have something to say about so it. So you can still read something with two different. Yeah, I know. think keeping in, in, uh, in the spirit of how we started the show, that we would just get together and talk about books. Yeah, and we didn't really, you know, it was just like, hey, did you read this? Hey, did you right. read this one? Okay, you know, we didn't we didn't go in with like here's our set list. We have to read these. Right. So I try to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Try to be a, a rock in an ever moving you know, <laughs> river. No, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, but you know, I, yeah. yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I try to treat it the same way. Where yeah. It's, yeah. Cause you it, still read what you like. Yeah. And, and the good thing about that is you bring, then you bring something different to the show that nobody else brings. Yeah. Which is awesome, because if we, yeah, if we all read the same book, like, you know, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a, a book review night, you know, like, yeah. hey, we're all going to read this book, right? But, yeah. I, I just think I, I think there was a there were like there was a few years there, like I said, when we first started out, when you and I were almost reading like the exact same books <laughs> with maybe like two <laughs> or three books as the outliers, <laughs> but we were both reading like. New Avengers and, and yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man and yeah. you know there was a lot of and 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 those were good books at the time yeah. and uh, yeah. like Powers and well oh boy those are all Bendis so you're books. just reading Bendis yeah. okay. wait a minute <laughs> uh, you're welcome Bendis um, but yeah and I think there were more books than just Bendis but um, but yeah you know what I mean like we I, I feel like we we were talking about a lot of the same books and it and it got a little you know little repetitive yeah so it so yeah and and in that in that respect it kind of forced us to look for things outside Mm -hmm. of the of the norm and it certainly it certainly helps that we get all those review books yeah because yeah yeah, you have no shortage of stuff right yeah and and you can and what's nice is it's like it's risk-free because we're not spending any money on it Mm -hmm. it's just right. you know, reading a PDF of a of a comic, yeah, and, and, it, and you're not being forced to review them either. You're just yeah. Just, here's things 
if you would like to say something nice about them, feel free. Right, or if you if you or, or, feel strongly yeah. <laughs> that the this is way. awful, yeah. and the, you really want to say, the, and then we lose access to all of our image books. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> everything we everything we get is Shut awesome. Down. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Beyonders. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious. I, it seemed like a, an interesting and. Like yeah. I said for for those of, you know for us guys that have been doing this for a while it's you know I just wondered if there was a if there was a, a point where you know you only where we stopped enjoying yeah the books so, so I, I don't a, think so so I have a question for you guys since you you guys both have more I mean you guys draw I yeah. don't really draw um, do you are you more critical of the art because you're on the show now because you have a, a mm. show or would you still be critical of it if you were just talking. Hmm. Well, I think we we definitely would. Before we started the show, we would definitely discuss, you know, whenever we would talk about the books. Whenever we just got because well, it's funny because whenever we did get together and talk about our comics, like we were almost always drawing. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, art definitely has had a a, a big part of yeah. You know, in 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 the. I guess yeah. The, back in the, the discussion, we would bring our sketchbooks too, and yeah, sit there and we work would sit at a, a Panera Bread for mm-hmm. yeah. two or three hours and yeah. sketch and talk about comics and yeah. Um, and yeah, and since we're both artists, um, I you know and, and it's one of those things where like I, I I have to tread carefully personally because clearly I'm not a professional. <laughs> Neither well, was a yeah. professional yeah. artist, so right. it's like so y- you want to tread carefully and and you know with the understanding like well this person is at least getting you know he's getting paid professional work yeah um you know what am i doing i'm you know sitting here sketching in a in a notepad (laughs) um and uh but but still i i I feel like there are certain even though we're not professionals i I feel like you know between being you know between being artists and having read comics for 30 plus years like the, the combination, like we have like a, a more of an eye mm-hmm. for things that maybe stand out that are really good or maybe really bad or just a little off that maybe mm-hmm. someone might, someone else might not catch mm-hmm. yeah. because they don't have the same, because we, you know, to, to a certain extent, like we've been trained, yeah, in, you know, in, in varying degrees of, you know, of art and drawing and draftsmanship and perspective and, um, not only trained, you know, in the, you know, an actual educational system, but, you know, we've, we've done, you know, books and tutorials and, and we've, mm-hmm. we've learned from other friends and other professionals. And, um, so yeah, I, th- I feel like we definitely, um, at least me personally, I, I don't I won't speak for Scott, but <laughs> I feel like I definitely have a more critical eye yeah. towards, towards a book's art. Okay. You know? Well, I think, yeah, I think just being artist too is, uh, you then have that method of expression too, where um, I, well, I was thinking, my thought process is, so we would sit there and draw and talk about comics, but we we're also in a way kind of maybe regurgitating what you know, like we're expressing, you know, vocally and you know, liter- you know, like drawing on paper, yeah, um, what we saw. Okay. So because I know I do this. And, and this is how I know I'm not always like I, I'm probably more of an amateur sometimes <laughs> than I am a professional. But I'll I'll draw something. I'll be like, well, that looks like a John Romita drawing, <laughs> you know, or or it looks like you know I still you know like uh, I just did an Eric Larson face. You can tell who you're aping. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or that's a Jim Lee chin. You know what I mean? Like you start doing things and you're like, oh, I totally just drew it like that guy from. Well, you know, from this issue because mm-hmm. well, that's it's stuck thing. in your head. Well, we also grew up. I mean, part of us learning how to draw was um, looking at the art that we liked, yeah, and sometimes tracing it, and then eventually learning how to yeah. draw. But it's like method, a, and you know, you're absorbing it at the same rate as you're absorbing the words on the page. So right. you're, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I don't know. So then it just comes back. It comes back out that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be that'd be a fun experiment to try to sit here and draw stuff while we're, uh, you know, 
talking, but I don't know if that <laughs> I don't know if that would really work. I feel like it, we would we, uh, we probably wouldn't do either very well. So as far as would be too distracted. As far as critical, like um, you know, on our last show when we were talking about Terry Moore's art, yeah, and <clears throat> we start to, you know, I I start to notice subtleties in his art because I've examined his art so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the years that, yeah, it does become like a part of the uh, process um, okay. to not, not only just enjoy the story, but also look at like what, he, what he did, how, you know, why mm-hmm. um, pacing, all that stuff. Or like we were saying mm-hmm. about uh, Naomi was a good example, yep. yeah. you know, like splash pages. And I think back to how Bendis first started. Bendis was an illustrator writer mm-hmm. and, um, he had a lot of that back then, and I know he even handed off uh, thumbnail scripts to the artist. So he'd say, I think it should look like this, mm-hmm. and he would hand it off. So I assume he still probably does that to some degree. Yeah. But, you know, when I see what he's doing in that book with Naomi, I think back to when he started and when he was at Pittsburgh Comic Con. Yeah, you know, that's with right. Jinx and stuff like <laughs> that. And, you know, yeah, so then you start to like, think of the whole body of work that he has done Mm -hmm. and then like where his influences come from as far as uh maybe how how much of his hand is on that page okay you know so but i i can see it more in that book than i would say um maybe superman where he maybe he lets the artist do more of the um you know the layouts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so then you get a sense of like his you know how personal is the story to him yeah you know so or like which artist he chooses. Like I know we're making this a Bendis thing, but uh, <laughs> but he but he is very conscious of that. Like, yeah. like he's a good example too of he picks he'll he'll write a story to the strengths of an artist too. Yeah, he's yeah. So he, then I look for that. He he definitely so. has the uncanny ability to really team himself up with yeah. artists that really like like you said it's yeah the the artist is definitely um, brings out the best of you know Mm -hmm. whatever book he's writing right you know yeah so yeah so yeah critical yeah (laughs) but in a good way yeah Yeah. i would say critical critical but fair but fair i mean it's not like we're just like uh this art sucks (laughs) and and uh, you know not explain why yeah you know i feel like we at least can articulate a little (laughs) a little better sometimes yeah sometimes we can't articulate at all (laughs) yeah sometimes it just goes into the filter yeah (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes we're just a bunch of bunch of dumb dumb dumbs. <laughs> well, you even said, yeah. Um, uh, no, I forgot his name. Mike uh, Theodato. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Even his art and how it changes. Yeah, and, and like, oh my god, his Catwoman stuff from the '90s is like completely different from what he's oh, doing. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. his his evolution. I mean, if 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 you trace it back, I mean. When he was on Wonder Woman, he looked like a Jim yeah. Lee clone. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he, as an artist, I mean, he just, yeah, he's a great example of someone who's just yeah. evolved. Yep. And he's changed with with the times. Yeah. Um, uh, same with, um, I, I heard, uh, oh, I was on the way, um, when I was driving around today, I was listening to the McSauce podcast, and um, Matt was talking about the, remember the Mark Wade, Ron Garney, Captain America book from the I yeah. think it was like the late 90s early 2000s maybe it was Captain America Sentinel of Liberty yeah and Ron Garney's style it, it was such a like a clean classic look um and and now and and he he's doing he's adopted more of a really like a like when he was doing Daredevil uh, oh, just yeah. a couple of years ago with I think Charles Soule yeah. um he, he he was doing like a really he, like a heavy line like a heavy yeah. ink like a like a blockier yeah daredevil and it's just um and now i think he's doing like he's doing one of the conan books yeah which is you know of course he's you know you're going to adapt your style for the book so conan is not a clean book yeah he's going to look more scratchy and uh, yeah. raggedy and rough and so yeah, sometimes the I think the artists naturally evolve. Sometimes I think they they evolve 
for what they're working on or they yeah. adapt for what they're working on. And sometimes it's a, maybe a little yeah. column A, a little column B. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. there's, you know, and then there's some artists that don't, don't, don't change at all. Yeah. Or they change very slightly. Like look at like Arthur Adams, John, like some, like more of the classic guys like yeah. uh, George Perez, yeah. Um, yeah. John Byrne, like yeah. you said, Art Adams, um, Mignola. Yeah. I mean, they've been rocking their own personal styles yeah. for 30, 40 years. And, and it's comforting in a way because you can, you can look at a page or you can look at a cover and you can be like Mignola. Yeah. yeah. You don't even have to look for you the signature. You can be like burn. Yeah. You know, um, Rick Leonardi's one. Rick Leonardi's another one. I feel like one. he hasn't changed. Uh, Scott McDaniel. People. Yeah, McDaniel. You know, I mean, all these guys, um, like I said, yeah, like these guys from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. They, they've maintained their style. Yeah. And, and like I said, yeah, maybe they've uh, changed it like just ever so slightly. Yeah. But you can still pick out like a classic artist. You know who's artist. interesting is Greg Capullo uh, has had a great... Uh, change in style like yeah it's slight but yeah i mean he was a mcfarland clone when he first started and that's mm -hmm. pretty much it because mm -hmm. he got the job because you know, he's mcfarland wanted to step away from the art well no remember he he or started he even do? he started even earlier he or started on twitch he, no he started on uh, x-force oh and 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 even before that i think he was on quasar oh man yeah jared actually what? reminded me of that oh man i'll have to look that yeah jared um greg, greg capullo was on because I probably have some of those. And and then he was on X-Force later. Yeah. And again, he was a little bit... I, I don't want to say he was a Jim Lee clone, but he... But every... Or McFarlane. Well, he... he it was... He was... I think he leaned... Still he, leaned more Jim Lee than McFarlane. Yeah. Because all of his... All of his uh, characters, they, they all had those like square jaws that yeah. like Jim Lee draws. Oh, yeah. And... Um, yeah, just just like Google search some like Greg Capullo X Force or yeah, something okay. like that. Some even just the but covers. I, I do feel like but, now. But um, you're right. Well, like when he went on Spawn, yeah, he definitely went more McFarlane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, with his Batman stuff, he he has his own style. Yeah. Like I don't mm -hmm. I don't mistake it for anyone else. You know? mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's kind of that is kind of cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very cool. Little art, a little art lesson. Little tonight. art talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Comic art pit. Um, well, does anyone have anything else? I think we're we're closing in on an hour. We can start wrapping yeah. things up. We we aren't going to talk about Game of Thrones, right? No. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, well, I have a strong opinion. I don't know. I, I, I don't have. I mean, okay. I I think everything that's been said has been said elsewhere. Just read point. it on the internet. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. expressed their opinion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have, I, I'm like two seasons. Well, now I think three seasons behind, but I'm, I'm at the point where, in the same with The Walking Dead, like I don't care. Like yeah. I'll just, I'll wait till the sh like the next day or like later that night. And I'll be just like, ah, I wonder what happened I in that don't episode, care. and yeah. I'll just spoil it for myself. So I, I know everything <laughs> that happened mm -hmm. in the last couple episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't. It feels like the just binge the, it sometime. The yeah. epilogue. For Game of Thrones, a story like that where it was—it's a good episode, but like nothing really happens. Like you could just like somebody could tell you on the street and be like, "Oh, well, you know cool. what?" They, yeah, my, <laughs> that's probably my only opinion is that maybe episodes five and six should have been on the same night. They, I felt yeah, that it should, would have flowed better. They, yeah, a lot of people said that that was like a really boring finale. I was like, "Yeah, but not wrong." But if they put it's them a together, good finale, it, but yeah, 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 yeah probably make it just a, for the story flow. It's sort of three-hour epic then it would have been like whoa yeah they probably know? i mean for but, for everyone that that stuck with that series for as yeah. long as they did they should have given them like a big blowout yeah i'm surprised that, yeah they were like oh they're each episode's like 10 minutes longer this season i was like that's it yeah <laughs> i was like you're not is gonna do enough? like a, a oh, movie length finale yeah. yeah yeah like oh whoop they do yeah <laughs> i mean geez sherlock episodes are what like an hour and a half, yeah, two hours. Like, yeah. They're like movie. Well, length. they are movies, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, but, oh well. So our our official stance on Game of Thrones is we have no official stance on Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, didn't and hate it. A, a, a good enough ending. Yeah, good good enough <laughs> yeah. is a great way. Good to enough. enough. Yeah, I'm. I, I think I'm looking forward to uh, at some maybe a few years from now, 
just I'm just going to start it from the beginning mm-hmm. and yeah. just rewatch it like without all the hype and without yeah. everyone posting opinions before, they, before and the prequel articles show comes and, out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> before the five spinoffs and like yeah. three yeah. movies. Yeah, my my opinion of the of when I heard about the Game of Thrones prequels is the same as I like when I heard about um, the when they were going to do the Hobbit movies right after yeah. like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? why? Yeah, like, yeah. We just spent the last few years yeah. going through all this, and it's like, or that there's like four different Star Wars prequel trilogies yeah. plan you're like yeah really i'm like ah oh, i don't care someone <laughs> yeah. out there someone out there cares it's not me <laughs> I'm but not i'll sure still end up watching it i will too. <laughs> yeah we're all we're like we don't care and then we're all like but i'm gonna watch it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we have to for the show right? oh yeah That's, for the show <laughs> yeah it, it would be it would be irresponsible yeah. of us to not watch it <laughs> we have to yeah we have to so, yeah we're contractually obligated <laughs> You know, for uh, going back to that topic, I will say, um, I felt like I was watching Heroes for that reason at that time. Oh, when yeah. Heroes was on the air, yikes! I, I was like, oh, do we need content this week? Yeah, yeah. let me just watch Heroes. If you want to complain about Game yeah. of Thrones, go watch Heroes. Yeah, come on, people! Like mm-hmm. this is this is the golden age right now. I, I, um, I love that that one that thing that was going around like. It said, uh, for for all you people complaining about Game of Thrones, like y'all never watched Dexter yeah. <laughs> drive his boat into a hurricane with the body of his yeah. dead sister yeah. next to him and yeah. so he could go be a, a lumberjack in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's so I, true. And I'll say this too, since you saw the end of Game of Thrones, yeah. right? So the last five minutes of the show, I won't say what happened, but it, they could have played Don't Stop Believing." nice <laughs> yeah by soprano you know for the sopranos yeah I mean, yeah it could it could have went the same you know, yeah basically like yeah that's pretty much the same <laughs> so it's funny how much um how uh the the finale has um dug up so much uh love and hate for other show finales mm-hmm. yeah like so many people are like discussion talking about lost and battle like the and finale seinfeld battlestar yeah. galactica and the battle sopranos galactica, yeah. and like now there's all these lists you know t- the 10 best finales and the best 10 finales. worst finales yeah. and i'm like Ugh. yeah none of this matters <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter Just digging up old wounds yeah <laughs> yeah and, and you know what but it it, it it all it does is it serves to remind me that like in retrospect, I'm like, I didn't think the Sopranos finale was that bad. And no, it wasn't. And a, and and after like rewatch, like the last time I rewatched Battlestar, I'm like, I didn't think the that finale I, was that bad either. I actually really liked that. I ending, did. So. Well, we're I kind of like did too. Room. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I thought it was appropriate for the show, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. on thematically and everything. So yep. Yeah, I actually had this discussion already oh, this okay. week too. You're like, yeah, I've been here, done this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the all the uh, different endings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will also say Fringe had the best ending of a show ever. I've not I've I've not seen Fringe. Yeah, so don't, it's don't just say I, it's a very satisfying. I can't. Okay. You're you're gonna have to whisper it to me later. I can't remember. I watched yeah. it. I can't remember. The thing is, I can't remember. I remember walking away from it like okay, like it was like enough, a yeah. like a perfectly prepared meal. Okay. Like a sigh of relief. They they satisfied this the final seasons plot lines yeah and the overall arcing plot lines oh yeah. i was like yeah. wow like they did like you know it's always the perfect that, concert yeah. yeah yeah but yeah no it's it's hard to tell stick the landing yes yeah. oh yeah i can't be that upset about that i guess i <laughs> can be upset you think, that uh, they rushed it but do you think game <laughs> of thrones uh when the book finally comes out because it's got to do you think it'll hurt the sales or help the sales? I think it's going to help the sales. Yeah. I think people are going to want to see what could have been. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be interesting if and when it ever gets finished. It's not like yeah. the plot points are going to change, but I guess right. how they get there will be right. a little different. So. Right. They'll just, I mean, it'll just be, it'll be more fleshed out. Yeah. Right. You know. Well, you get very, to have more very, narrative. Very, very more, fleshed more, out. More yeah. inner, inner monologue type yeah. narrative right. type stuff, too, in a book. So... Instead of uh, John Snow sulks, 
If I John stop Stapleton. having comics to read, it'll be because I'm reading the Game of Thrones novel. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, I didn't read anything. I'm reading George R. R. Martin's, you know, thousand-page masterpieces. Link's gonna be like, sorry, I have to, I have to quit the show. I'm starting my own podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. just the Game of Thrones analysis. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's called Link of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Throne Cast. <laughs> And all it is is just a, he just reviews toilets. Yes. <laughs> Comfort levels. Oh, it's like a yeah, it's a multi. Yeah. Watching Game of Thrones while on the throne. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, one, I think once we divulge, well, once we get into toilet yeah, humor, it's yeah. time to we've melted down. Yeah. yeah. We're we're getting punch drunk here. All right. So this has been uh, episode three fifteen of the Comic Book Pit podcast. I'm your host. Dan Greenwald, and to my right, uh, oh nope, that's my left. <laughs> to my I don't know my right from my left. On my left, I've got Brandon Link Cop Millward. See ya. And then to my right, yes, right hand of the king, Ch- no, <laughs> Scott the Duke Headland. <laughs> Peace out, people. All right, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs> Da-da-da-da.